Hey guys, welcome to Tech Point Africa podcast. My name is Imano. I'm Uluwani Femi. My name is Oganyaroma. And I'm Shim Gosrim. Yeah, so how are we doing today? Why am I speaking like this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so how are we doing? How's the week been? We just came back from a very long holiday and you guys did not have any issues whatsoever with network and light. And <laughs> well, I did. Oh, you did? Yes. Oh, sorry. So it's, I miss the office. I miss coming to the office. Mm. <laughs> Remote work in the mud. <laughs> <laughs> we okay. had lights though. So. Oh, you have lights. We came to your place. We didn't see lights. Uh, yeah, that was when we came. Let's Yeah, so apart from light, I guess network is still a very, very big issue. And um, we're seeing on the news that MTN is looking to invest huge sums of money in 5G infrastructure in rural areas and stuff. So is, it, is, is it planning to or they, they've announced that they oh, just... they already announced yes, that there's, they there's a There's a new investment, so there was a former one. So the new one is a is it 39.1 million dollars investment oh new investment so there yes. was one before yes there was one before the previous one was 57 million dollars oh yes investment in 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 a province in south africa the one they just invested is in eastern cape mm. in south africa and the plan is to use it for 5g infrastructure and just and and also fix vandalized infrastructure okay. right but the focus is actually to improve 5g infrastructure in rural areas hmm. and it's it's interesting i don't want to say it's laughable it is not it's interesting that you have to be putting that much into 5g in hmm. rural areas mm-hmm. the questions should be around they really have 5G compatible devices, right? Mm. The gist around 5G is always faster internet access, yeah. right? Am I right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And you have to have 5G enabled f- devices to use to be able to assess that. Okay. You get. <laughs> so it's, it's interesting to see that they are putting that much money investment into 5G in rural areas when mm. urban areas are still lagging behind in those in that place, but. I I find out I found that it is not really for individuals. Okay. Okay. So there's this theory or school of thought around how 5G can connectivity to the underserved. Okay. So yeah, then it, it's counterintuitive, right? Okay. The underserved. So who is it meant for? If it's not for individuals. Okay, so it's more like an industry thing. See education now. So if you want to progress education in those rural areas, you can put. The, um, institutions capacity to use 5g right for education healthcare too right it is more institutions can have it than individuals can and the most interesting part is that it can encourage remote work it brings to mind when we relocated to Ileife. Yeah. Right. It's it's. I don't want to, because of people listening. I don't want to call it a village. It is more rural <laughs> than it is. <laughs> city. It's, it's a town. Come on. It's a t- okay. The- I'm not so. But putting it on a scale. It's below a city. Okay. Please don't come for me. It's what I experienced. <laughs> okay, so for that kind of setting now, it will definitely attract remote workers that want the serenity, but want good internet access. Mm. So that is the only part I find interesting about it. Make those places mm. have faster internet, then can attract remote workers to come and live there. Mm. You get. Yeah, mm. so some, something that's... The, 
it is very significant question I find myself asking is given the nature of 5G technology where you need to have these infrastructures really close to each other. So with the normal radio networks we are using these base transceiver stations could actually be far from each other waves carry the signals mm-hmm. then with fiber cables are one carrying the signals on the ground underground and with base transceiver stations closer to each other the stronger the the signal so 5G seems to be built on that so those the rural areas have such uh, a setting where there are existing infrastructures to actually support this 5G being close to each other but i guess that's what the, all this money the yes, millions interestingly of dollars. currently yeah. in southern cape or eastern cape rather yeah mtn already have like over 94 5G sites oh and they are planning to do 18 more this year in 2022 interesting so if they have that number mm-hmm. so i think it can solve the proximity they have they are putting a lot of money to do a lot yeah then yeah. it will they can be close together so talking about terrain maybe we should not judge with what we have here okay. in nigeria those forests what was the word that what there's a geographical word rainforest not rainforest there's sahara there is yeah savannah savannah yes okay you get <laughs> so those places doesn't have to be like illy Okay. You okay. get they can be plain grounds for to install these things. I just feel this given the rationale behind it. Mm. It looks like something okay. Good to 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 mm. go with. Oh, that's really interesting. One of my dream scenarios is staying in a quiet, serene with good internet and light. Farmland with good internet and light. Farmland. Dogs. And see monkeys start visiting. I don't <laughs> mind the monkeys. Yeah, that's a, a significant leap forward for me if people can actually leave the cities to relocate to rural areas. But talking about big stuff to small stuff, I mean, companies investing huge amounts of money to actually impact their communities. So we released a report, TechPoint Africa, Intelligence, our data and research arm, Intelligence by TechPoint, just released a report about, in partnership with Y Combinator, about impact of Y Combinator in Africa over the years. We'll put a link to the report in the description. So for those who are probably not too familiar with the startup space, Y Combinator is basically a company that helps other companies grow the mm. ivy league of the ivy league of accelerators yeah so yeah they're one of the most popular of such companies so those kind of companies are called accelerators and white combinator is like one of the biggest there are others like Techstars and 500 startups that also come to mind so but white combinator companies have been increasingly popular and we've seen that white combinator has given us they've changed how we understand startups how startups operate the poster success stories of startups in Africa. Mm-hmm. Paystack Flutterwave, Paystack a landmark acquisition of $200 million by US-based payment startup Stripe. Then Flutterwave, arguably one of the most valuable companies Africa. in Africa. Valuable private companies, that is. So the question is, how has White Combinator actually impacted us in Africa? Yes, so nowadays we are seeing a lot of companies actually rushing to enter White Combinator in Africa. Their first year, their second year, the report is showing that, yes, they are either in their first year of launch or in their second year of launch, and they've raised a combined $1.3 billion so far. Yeah, when are you guys entering White Combinator with your startups? <laughs> Very soon. Oh, okay, tell us your plan. <laughs> Let's hear that. <laughs> yeah, so... so uh, it's, okay, I don't, 
I don't know if this is preempting. Okay. Right. Would we can we say that the impact of YC mm. an African startup is not on it's not overrated from this report now. It's not overrated. So it shows that YC is important and YC is influencing how other startups operate mm. and YC is not the gold standard to, for success as a mm. startup in Africa. So mm. if you are entering YC it doesn't mean you are guaranteed success. It doesn't mean that all the investors will start flocking to you. You have to put a lot of things in place to be able to succeed as a startup founder. So mm. the thing is yes you can succeed with YC and you can succeed without YC. So yes, we did we actually so there's data to back that right in our West Africa decade report. We released it in uh, 2020 and it showed that a good percentage of startups actually went for an accelerator. But a larger percentage of these startups didn't go for an accelerator and they raised huge amounts of funding. But okay. we also have to ask ourselves the question is funding like the north star for startups? What do you guys think? Maybe should not say funding, maybe you should say money. Money. Yeah, is is it the not staff of start like the amount of funding that is coming into the ecosystem because of why company to and because of accelerators like them. Is that should that be the not star? Should we always be celebrating this funding issues? Personally, like, I feel not? like it shouldn't because funding sometimes funding doesn't necessarily mean that you're actually solving the problem mm-hmm. or there's growth. So mm. if for example there is money and I raised money based off I told the investors so 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 and so 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 and so and investors were like okay let me just give this person money mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that for example I'm in the healthcare sector it doesn't mean that I'm actually solving the problem going to the last mile getting doctors to come to you and all of that so it's a good it's a good starting point but it's not always like the and the thing is we we hear about what is put, pushed forward you get not too many people have the patience to want to know how far you are doing about the model you propose but when you say you raised today and then that's eight months you say you've raised another round and on that is all this okay. and that is what they will say but when people start paying attention to asking questions around your model of hydrated are you doing are you really solving the problem you propose to solve then maybe when we get to that point then we we'll start judging but for now funding is what they push forward and that is what people celebrate they just come to terms with that okay she come to terms with that because you have your head i can see your eyes well, i really don't have a problem with funding because mm. is it's like this yet vanity vanity metric to track so okay. there's really no mm-hmm. problem with that but you i see startups is their business is first of all mm-hmm. and i don't care whether you're solving the problem but are you making money so okay. yes you should solve a problem but if you're making money i'm good mm-hmm. so are you making money can you make money but we have to consider the fact that okay yes maybe funding is the easiest vanity metric yes that is accepted but these companies have been existing long before these startups these high growth startups We had the likes of MTN. We have, sorry, we have the likes of MTN. System Specs. System Specs. They've been Interswitch. They've been up. Yeah, Interswitch is the only one that has actually announced fundraise, like a venture capital fundraise, to my knowledge. But for companies like System Specs, MTN, Glue, yes, these companies have been existing for a very long time. Yeah. 
funding was not a thing announcing funding so what metrics were you using to judge that growth in tech point we've been looking at oh subscriber numbers how many more people are using these people to uh, access the internet right the number of internet subscribers the number of data voice subscribers what other metric can we use to judge these startups because f- before we started covering startups we were covering companies these ones are high growth yes yeah Let's so even that. even though they are high growth yes. so there are actually a lot of metrics that you can use to judge a company okay which is what forget the name startup mm-hmm. they are basically companies or businesses you could judge them with my think at some point you can judge startups by growth mm-hmm. are you getting more users that's mm-hmm. fine after then we now have to get down to business are you actually doing what you are supposed to be doing mm-hmm. so in the early stages i think it's fine to just use growth as a metric to judge them okay. how much and again i think how much you're raising is not a good enough metric yeah. because like we've pointed out someone could just be giving you money because they like your face or because <laughs> you're able to tell them a convincing story very good story that yeah. they fell for mm. so that's why they're giving you money doesn't mean that it's a guarantee we had a fast raised mm. how much 600 million plus yeah. and still failed so that's six, it's not like it's not valuation no. mm-hmm. it's actually money they raised yeah. and yet they didn't make up to a tenth or even one percent of that in revenue for the entire history so that's that's crazy yeah. but then i think are you a business you talked about mtm you talked about glue yeah how much was mtm making how many people got if you are using Nigeria for example how many people got to you the telephone or smartphones yeah, yeah. Or connected to the internet through them how many jobs which is i think another thing we can use so yes. i can't remember that the report i saw but apparently Nigerian startups have created roughly 2500 jobs yeah so and yeah that that does remind me our report actually shows how many jobs these guys have created in mm-hmm. entire workforce and it's actually a decent number YC backed African startup they've created thousands of jobs but I will not be revealing that number mm-hmm. go to the link in the description to actually see we're giving you the link to the report in our description just just go there and read more about there are lots of juicy details I didn't talk about in this conversation you download the report and also watch out for my article later today and we talked to some of the YC founders and of course uh and of course an investor to actually help us understand everything that how YC has impacted us but moving on from there a relatively new young uh, Nigerian startup Nobis just raised 1 million dollars to help companies expand and incorporate anywhere they want in Africa onome what's wait we keep calling you onome in the middle of the podcast but you okay, introduce with us you introduce yourself with a different yes. you're not going to mention that name i'm sorry okay now you feel me please don't bother my name right so yeah now base raised 1 million dollars mm-hmm. and uh, i found some interesting names on the cap table we have um, odun of pgvs we have ajaso cmo of mtn she's on oh. the cap table as well wow that's not the interesting part so yesterday they released um an incorporation as a service api so basically what the api does is helps you to incorporate your business is in Kenya, USA and Nigeria. It has more of a use case for business to business companies. So for okay. example, um, you have a payments processor like Paystack that tells you that if your business is unregistered, you can't 
do above a certain limit of transactions. Okay. So if you are a business like that and you want to increase your limit of your transaction limit, all you have to do is fill a form on the Paystack website that includes all your details, what you need for incorporation and all of that, and mm-hmm. immediately goes to Nobis. And once it gets to Nobis, you get incorporated. It's not immediate because obviously it's not immediate anywhere, but it gives you that feeling that it gives the company, say Paystack, that feeling that, okay, this company is incorporated, is about to get incorporated okay. and I can do business with this company so I can upgrade the limit, I can do all of that. Mm. But interestingly, it's not just for incorporation, you can register business names, you can get a bank account, you can get your tax identification number, you can do so many, should I call it, incorporation related things using the API. Mm. That's, that's interesting. Paystack flutter with the example she gave, like the, these are companies that are actually powering a payments. lot of businesses for uh, payments for a lot of businesses and not just businesses. Freelancers also use the platform. Some of like I was talking with some of my friends last year and okay, let's just try something. Let's just build a create a landing page and integrate Paystack. Yeah. And that's it. There's no business name. There's no so could this possibly be like a a way for more informal companies to actually yeah, yeah, come in yeah. more standard and st- structured. Yes. So, for example, with the you gave an example of you building a landing page yeah. and involving Paystack. So, with that, you can just approach um, Nobase itself. You might never need to use the API. Okay. Approach Nobase and tell them you want to incorporate your company and they do all of that for you. Okay. So, the API is more for companies that need registered businesses to use their platform. Okay. So, for example, a bank. Okay. And if a bank can plug in the API if they want to check if this bank, if this company can get a loan of social amount, you can just go into, you can just enter your details and all of that. Mm. There's an interesting, they are going to start verification as well. So mm. you can, um, the company can verify if you actually registered business. It's not yet out. They said it's going to be out this week. But what it does is that if you want to verify that this business is actually a real business, you just send, you just in, impute the business name mm-hmm. and it's automatically, not automatically, but within real time tells you that, okay, this company is registered or not. Okay. So once you've submitted that uh, form, right, how long does it take for you to have your business name or your company? It's, they are not certain. They, according to Tola Onayemi, that mm. is the CEO of Norbase, it's going to be faster than what you have now. But for example, if you want to register your business name, it takes anything from two days to a week or more depending okay. on how the comp depending on how the registering uh body how long the registering body takes but he is saying that it's going to take it's going to be faster than that but it's not giving us a specific number but it's not giving a specific mm. number okay that's cool but then uh, uh, there's this thing that maybe should i say i'm worried about for a young company mm-hmm. right allowing people to plug in to basically do what they are doing for companies won't it be like will it affect what they are doing would it affect their own market yeah yeah so i actually asked him that i had a call yesterday and he answered that question yeah so the thing is, the thing is we already do corporations right we have a uh-huh. brand that do it, do it right like uh, where where well like i said nobody's building africa's trademark and company house right uh-huh. um if you're trying to do that 
it's, it's too early to bother. It's, fact, it's not important to bother about doing what's right. It matters is that we're building infrastructure that we can leverage and right. And you can make money on it. And we think that there's a lot of financial opportunities for it, from banks making more money and payment processors making more money from this, to being able to ensure that there's no drop off, you're, you're doing more customer retention. To ensuring that, and there's a lot, and to even ensuring that it's a gig economy for freelance lawyers that can build on some of these, right? So there's a lot, and like I said, this is a, this is this is we're just getting started. There's a lot we're going to build um, on top of this, right? Even we are building on top of the API on, on our own infrastructure and the API, right? And, and so that's how we look at it. What we think of it is that there's so much to do, right? Um, between Nigeria, South Africa, Kenya, and Ghana, over 700,000 incorporations are getting done, and that is as difficult as it feels. So imagine we can make it so seamless. That yeah. you can incorporate as quickly as possible, right? And, and, and that's what, so it's a market to go play for than to invite so much about oh, who did what, who did. Yeah. So basically, he's saying that there's a the market is too big for you for them to be worrying about okay mm. who's playing in who's playing in the market you don't notice them about the one that yeah the so they don't re- he doesn't really care about that. That's interesting. <laughs> it is. That's, that's, that's interesting. I heard something that you just said, a market for freelance lawyers or freelance gig lawyers. How does that work? It depends. It's, it's a company that you find yourself. It's not a, It's not an existing. He was just giving examples. So I don't know how that is going to work because that's just an idea he dropped. It's not like it's something that already exists. Oh, okay. Okay. Powering expansion and automating the business registration process for companies, I think, that's an interesting one. Uh, one issue you always find with uh, most for most small businesses, they account, f- for instance, they account for over 90% of businesses in Africa, but most of these businesses are actually not registered. Yeah. They are just sole proprietorship, people just running their thing away from the eyes of the government. One of the flip side of that is these people are not able to assess loans. They are not able to access uh, credit, basically and some other benefits that maybe the government wants to give them a relief fund or something but the fact that they're not registered it would be difficult for them to actually access this fund so i guess that could be like a ripple effect of the whole uh, yeah, second order effects well yeah, that's interesting. yeah, yeah. The, rip- the ripple effect and yeah we could see ripple effects of this uh, across the economy if this catches on so yeah i think it's an interesting one and, and uh, let's know from what a from policy maker i think i'm very happy. very happy more more registered businesses more, more taxes tax. yes yeah. so it's it has several ripple effects and i find myself actually rooting that they catch on this is not sponsored <laughs> or paid they're <laughs> actually live in kenya you the uk and nigeria so Mm. If you're in any of these countries, countries mm. or oh, you want to expand, yeah. All right. So, yeah. If you're in any of those countries and you're listening to us for the first time, kindly signify by raising your hand. <laughs> Stop <laughs> it. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, let us know what you think uh, about everything we've discussed today, right from MTN and 5G with why combinators impact in Africa, Nairland's valuation. What do you think Nairland is valued? what should it be for you if you had the money today how much would you buy Nara land for then of course no base if you're a freelancer or you're running a small business are you going to register on no base to make yourself a standard business and start paying tax 
that's another conversation. But <laughs> yeah, let us know what you think. You can tweet at us at uh, hash, with the hashtag TechPointAfricaPodcast or email us at podcast at TechPoint.Africa. And if you are listening to us for the first time, wherever you are in the world, yes, we're listening to us. Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, Spotify. Oh, Stitcher, yes. And yeah, you mentioned podcast artists, right? Yes, we did. did. (laughs) So yeah, thank you so much for listening to us. And uh, we'll be back again next week with more juicy details. Bye-bye. Bye.